0: Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 11th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kottnor our top stories from international outlets this morning. The group of seven finance ministers and central bank governors meeting kicked off Thursday in the city of Nagata with talk ostensibly about the global economy, but all eyes were on Washington and the ongoing negotiations over the U.S. debt ceiling. Failure to come to an agreement to raise or suspend a debt limit would be catastrophic, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said during a news conference shortly after her arrival. Yellen has said that the government could run out of money as soon as June 1st, calling for an urgent agreement to raise or suspend the $31.4 trillion limit. The G7 finance minister's and central bank governor's event, which runs through Saturday, is part of a series of high-powered meetings leading up to the G7 Leaders Summit next week. According to the New York Times, a panel of advisors to the Food and Drug Administration voted unanimously on Wednesday that the benefits of making a birth control pill available without a prescription outweigh the risks, a significant step in the decades-long push to make oral contraception obtainable over-the-counter in the United States. If the FDA approves non-prescription sales of the medication called Opil this summer, it could significantly expand access to contraception, especially for young women and those who have difficulty dealing with the time, costs, or logistical hurdles involved in visiting a doctor, reproductive health experts say. Opil is known as a mini-pill because it contains only one hormone, progestin, in contrast to combination pills, which contain both progestin and estrogen, a company that makes a combination pill, Cadence Health, has also been in discussions with the FDA about applying for over the counter status. The BBC reports that Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has said his country needs more time to launch a much anticipated counteroffensive against Russian forces as the military awaits the delivery of promised aid. The expected attack could be decisive in the war, redrawing front lines that for months have remained unchanged. It will also be a crucial test for Ukraine, eager to prove that the weapons and equipment it has received from the West can result in significant battlefield gains. When and where the Ukrainian push will happen is a secret. Russian forces, meanwhile, Have fortified their defenses along a front line that runs for 900 miles from the eastern regions of Luhansk and Donetsk to Zaporizhia and Kyrgyzstan in the south. Ukrainian authorities have tried to lower expectations of a breakthrough publicly and in private. Earlier this month, a senior government official who spoke on the condition of anonymity said the country's leaders understood they needed to be successful but that the assault should not be seen as a silver bullet in a war now in its 15th month. Elsewhere, according to reporting from the AP, Donald Trump's primetime return to CNN Wednesday for the first time since 2016 felt like a throwback. Trump with long, twisting answers, the interviewer at times struggling to fact-check him or return his focus to the question at hand, and then eventually, both talking over each other as Trump flings insults her way. Wednesday's town hall in New Hampshire was the first time in years that Trump faced prolonged questioning from an outlet outside the friendly confines of conservative media outlets of his choosing. Trump's appearance on CNN comes at a time of jarring dualities for the former president. The Republican is facing a crescendo of legal problems yet seems in a stronger position than ever to become his party's presidential nominee. Click the link in the show notes to read the key takeaways from the town hall. The BBC reports that a record number of migrants were recently apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border in a single day, fueling fears over what will happen in a few hours when a controversial immigration policy expires. The rule, known as Title 42, was first implemented in 2020 and allows the U.S. to swiftly expel migrants back to Mexico using the coronavirus pandemic as justification. President Joe Biden acknowledged earlier this week that the border would be chaotic for a while, despite the best efforts of the authorities. The potential impact is already clear in the Texas city of El Paso, which is seeing an increase in arrivals ahead of the rule change migrants, many of them confused about the impending change, are sleeping in makeshift campsites on the city's streets. Several thousand were camped out earlier this week around a church in the city center. We've never seen this before, Mayor Oscar Leeser said at a border security expo just streets away from the campsite on Wednesday. Something has to change. As a community, we can't do this forever. According to Al Jazeera, Pakistani authorities have taken senior leaders of former Prime Minister Imran Khan's party into custody as the government calls out the army to help end widespread and deadly protests sparked by Khan's arrest. At least three party leaders have been arrested so far, one from outside the Supreme Court late on Wednesday and another, a foreign minister in Khan's cabinet, early on Thursday. Protesters have stormed military buildings, ransacked the residence of a top army general in the eastern city of Lahore, and set ablaze state buildings and assets in other places since Khan's arrest by the anti-Graft agency on Tuesday in a land fraud case. The corruption cases against Khan are two of more than 100 cases registered against him since his ouster in April 2022, in a parliamentary no-confidence vote. In most of the cases, Khan faces being barred from holding public office, if convicted, with a national election scheduled for November. The Washington Post continues to report on the Discord leaks. They report that an incursion of South Korean airspace by North Korean drones exposed Seoul's lack of preparedness in defending against such threats and it will likely take years for the military to correct its shortcomings according to a classified U.S. intelligence assessment of the December incident. The findings, outlined in a leak of U.S. secrets circulated on the Discord messaging platform and obtained by the Washington Post, spotlight the vulnerable state of South Korea's air defense as its volatile neighbor's aggressive development of a nuclear arsenal has Seoul and Washington on edge. South Korea has prioritized its defenses to confront incoming missiles while investing heavily in growing its air and naval forces, but Seoul's focus has come at the cost of neglecting other air defense needs, experts said, leaving the country vulnerable to a threat responsible for extensive carnage in Ukraine, Syria, and elsewhere. In lighter news from the UPI, Commuters on a Colorado highway are raising a stink after a sewer truck spill left their vehicles covered in apparent fecal matter. The Colorado State Patrol confirmed that the sewer truck spilled waste into the eastbound lanes of Interstate 76 near the Highway 224 interchange in Adams County just after 5 p.m. Monday. Nico Blankenship told KUSA-TV he was behind the truck when some kind of dung started to spray from the top of the trailer. Blankenship said his car still smells of waste after several cleanings. Not really sure what to do next. Hope it goes away, he said. Just thankful my windows and sunroof were closed. The CSP said the spill was not considered a hazmat situation and a trucking contract company would be handling the cleanup. The stretch of highway was closed until Tuesday afternoon to remove the mess. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.